Time to, of course, talk about trending issues right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM on the morning show. It's a full house today and uh, it's time to dissect matters from various angles as we always do. I'm Lucas the Young God and we have our panel right here ready to dissect issues, uh, of course, uh, from various perspectives. Now, for the first time, I'm going to start with uh, the main man in the building, Padre. Welcome. <laughs> This one, you have called me the main man. You're the main man right here. As you go, we start saying, you all bees on me now. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for joining in. Sake is also here as well, Sake. Okay? Good, Good morning. morning. Uh, S. Egon, welcome. Greetings. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, just uh, thank you all for showing up for today. Now, let's get into what we have to do, um, what we have to talk about right now. Now, last week, or rather, even last week into yesterday, we were talking about the fact that right here in Ondo State, this whole case of uh, the, this uh, brutalization of uh, by this 36-year-old widow uh, who brutalized a minor in Ondo State, actually a 12-year-old house help with razor blades. It made the rounds all across uh, uh, news channels, newspapers, blogs, articles, and whatnot. And uh, she has now been uh, remanded, sentenced actually, to four and a half years in prison by a magistrate court here in Akure Padre. Uh, give your thoughts on this whole brutalization of a thing. You know, getting to the point where a lady has to, you know, use razor blades to mar a child, regardless for whatever he might have done, saying that he stole meat uh, from the pot. Well, uh, this particular case, I think. Um uh, we can have a whole lot to talk about this case, but let me just uh, quickly uh, say a few things and probably try to touch every angle that I feel that we should be looking at this case from. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that, put on record, that we need to appreciate those who sprung into action when this very, very uh, bad and sad incident happened. Uh, happened mm -hmm. and it got so people got wind of it on the social media yeah. and a few uh, influencers out there that we have in other states sprung into action to mm -hmm. make sure that the woman was really really arrested, arrested. Mm -hmm. and for the fact that uh, it became a public matter that mm -hmm. we everybody is now kind of invested in this mm -hmm. in this particular case mm -hmm. we could see how very fast tracked uh, how very how very quick uh, mm -hmm. the case got to, to the court yeah. and uh, the police at, I guess they didn't even have much investigation to mm -hmm. do because mm -hmm. the picture of that child has said it all and now we have this woman uh, being sentenced so we need to appreciate those who really, really stood up mm -hmm. in defense of mm -hmm. this little boy mm -hmm. but I can tell you that that is not just the only case we have around us there are lots and lots of cases of children who are being enslaved because it is first of all it is child labor a 12 year old boy I don't know what a 12 year old boy is doing as a house help Although uh, I was listening to you while you were taking the newspaper review uh, headlines, you would uh, the parents are claiming that uh, it, the boy was promised education and not uh, to be made a house help. Mm. Uh, for me, I, I've not read the details of the story, mm. but probably one could say that maybe the parents were just trying to play a very very fast game. Because mm. for me, the parents too should be arrested. Mm. Why should you give out a twelve-year-old boy mm. as a house help? That is also an abuse on the part of the parent. Mm. But you know, these days we know that uh, situations happen for most probably, most particularly for economic reasons. You see people say that, okay, please take care of my boy or people come to there and say, I can take care of your child and so. But we also have to know that in most cases, what is behind some of this kind of help that comes with that, that 
little child will have to be doing one or two things two things like in terms of return for the favor that you get from from whoever is helping you from your guardian but well i still i still don't have the details of their own explanation mm-hmm. as to why a 12 year old boy should be made a house help but see this is just a message to all parents i i have been one of the people one of the f- people that used to advocate that see stop giving out your children to people to take care for you Take care of your own children yourselves, especially when they are still underaged. Maybe probably if they reach the reason of uh, the age of reasoning and they become kind of matured, as our rule, our law implies, they become responsible for themselves. Maybe from eighteen, maybe at that point in time, we can say, okay, it's a little ball game entirely. The the nuances are a little bit different. But if a child is a minor, why should any parent be giving out to their children for other people to take care for them? Yes, I have said it earlier. I am not oblivious of the fact that we have economic problems that people are dealing with, but. But that is the issue and we have to look at it very well mm. so i am happy that this is happening because it's going to be like a kind of like a kind of punitive measure mm. for some other people to out there i mean this is absurd mm. it is it is i don't know what other vocabulary to use for it mm. but then i also feel that we are also missing the point at this very moment mm. which i feel that uh, it should have been it should have been pointed out in the court of law a woman who brutalizes a young boy of that age with blade, I don't think she's normal, Hmm. mentally speaking. And I've always said it, in this environment, we don't pay attention to mental health. I do not think that woman is... I expect that probably the judge should, first of all, subject that woman to a Socratic check. Yes, we may feel that eh, probably maybe the people within the neighborhood has already as I've always known her to be a very very wicked person whatsoever. But for as far as I am concerned, no normal person should be doing that. There is something wrong with you underneath. It is not until when someone puts up puts puts on rag and and walk around in the streets almost naked and dirty before you can say that somebody is mad. There are a lot of people who have issues. It's part of the mental health problems that people have is what you call bipolar at the point in time they look so normal at another point in time they they behave very very erratic so for me i feel that that woman should be subjected to a psychiatric test let a therapist look at that woman let the doctor attend to her to see whether in the real sense of it is this woman even mentally balanced okay uh saki your take on this i want to say that we have so much on the plate concerning this issue. We have a situation where the social, religious, and economic value has gone down the drain. We know that we live in a community that we've always lived a communal life. My parents didn't give birth to more than four, but there was no time we had less than 11, 15 people in our house. Mm. It's a normal thing in the African setting. We should know that. It's, It's true. Some are giving birth to people they cannot take care of and we should discourage that but the truth is that sometimes some things happen that are beyond people's expectation husband dies wife dies and then that necessitates one of the world going to stay with an uncle or a relation those are realities and those realities are born by the fact that no government takes care of their citizens in nigeria how many of room is being run by government in nigeria those are the questions we should ask. Millions are spent 
in the government house, taking care of governors and commissioners. You don't spend for what? Look at what happened in Lagos recently when the governor is now just waking up to the reality that many children are not going to school. <laughs> is it today that we know that children are not going to school? Mm. The ones that are going, what is the state of the school? Now, coming back to the issue at hand, it's a given that the whoever is financially strong, whoever is socially, you know, strong, takes care of other people in the family. We all have that. We all have dependent. Now, the issue is that the child has found himself with somebody and he needs being taken care of. Who takes care of that person? Do we have a system? Do we have the number of children that are under 10? Does government know the number have of children? Have a figure or a database. Do we have anything? Oh, it's good that she's brought to book. But prevention is always better than cure. If we are putting a system in place that a child between 10 or 15 downwards are adequately taken care of, monitored. In UK, you somebody messed up with a cat. We know how much he lost, not human being. So why are we now shouting? Get to the school. Even if you can afford it, a private school. When you, I got to Federal Girls Government College last year. There were about 70 something students in some classes. They were sitting on each other. Federal Girls Government College, correct? So what are we talking about? And that's about the one of the best public institutions. You can't go to Omoluruba and other ones. So what are we talking about? Hmm. So nobody cares. Government don't care. Everything has come down to individual taking care of everything. Hmm. And we cannot deny that pressure has been built up. I'm not justifying our action. I'm just saying that the average Nigeria is not saying again because we are not living normal life. Hmm. Okay. That's the truth. That's that's a fantastic take right there. And uh, coming to you, S. Egon, now uh, on with your your take on this, you might just uh, want to put give your thoughts on that and then uh, mix that with the with what is going on right now. Because since we're still talking about our career and understate, and then with this whole you know, seemingly moral decadence that has uh, come in, the Amoteku has uh, blacklisted uh, you know Yahoo Yahoo boys and ritualists in understate, uh, and has actually co-opted uh, the help of hotels and uh, also parents. You know, talking to parents now to help fight this new menace as it is you know it comes down to that word parenting doesn't it yeah it does uh because the the reality is the community is evolving mm-hmm. um the society that um sake alluded to is fast disappearing mm. it used to be that in those days it took the whole community to raise you know a child but a child. now it is every man for himself for, to themselves so and then the pressure is getting higher um like skywalker mentioned yesterday now we're having our women you know join in the, the yeah in the workforce and working at the same level and we don't have a system that actually uh, considers their uniqueness but of course uh, at the same time you stand the risk of being attacked if you consider their uniqueness, mm-hmm. you know, and say, well, yeah, because they are women, and then uh, the other gang that have a name will arise and say no and all the rest of them. <laughs> and all those. So there's a lot of confusion because uh, uh, people have just decided to stay away from the uniting cultural norms. The, 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 no, the, the uniting thing that we have, <laughs> and that is the fact that we are humans. 
either male or female hmm. you understand we are all humans either white or black or red or mm-hmm. blue we are mm-hmm. all humans mm-hmm. so uh bringing it to this uh, issue here yeah we, we psyche i think has said it and uh padre too it's a good one that she was punished but you see you look at this issue and you see there are a lot of issues that are attached to it yeah. a lot hmm. uh, because it's it's not just about because you, a lot of politicians jumped in on this hmm. and you know it's easy for them to jump in and say yeah we did this and all the rest of them and but the the things that are supposed to be normal like the simple question he asked do we have a list of the 10-year-olds that we have or one year old, or even daily, daily births, daily births, you know, and all that. Now, if I now scale it up to this conversation of Amateko Hotel and all that, because the incident that happened in Aladima in Imo State had three teenagers walk into a hotel. I recall that in the same Ori, there was a hotel then that didn't allow you if you were wearing shorts. That was their own bias and. <laughs> And the day I went there wearing shorts, I was, you know, I was bounced. It, it, it was, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't really, really funny. But, but I was bounced. Then I'd been bounced too for wearing palm sandals. Because some, some people say they don't want palm sandals and all that. So people with their different policies, right? So you want to ask yourself age policy. Like, how, what is the age for an adult in Nigeria, if I were to ask now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is 18. Yeah. So that means that if you are 18, you can vote. Yeah. If you are 18, you can, you be, can, <laughs> you can be voted for. Yeah. If you are 18, you can actually own a business, uh, go to a hotel yourself. You can go to prison if you commit you, yeah, crime. Yeah, commit crime, yeah, you can go to prison, not juvenile. Yeah. And not juvenile, that, yes. You understand? So if, if you are 18, so you are, you are, you are a big adult. shot. You're an adult. You understand? So, that means 21 year old is an adult yeah of course in fact way 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 adult so when amoteko is mentioning that why would a hotel allow to because adult, i don't know I, i'm like what is what what kind of a statement is that mm. like, like like are you for real yeah uh it, because this is this is that that thing that 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 uh, i'm talking about when it comes to the the way you know some of our our fathers handle this situation yeah they they are far they one mm. they forget that they were children yeah they forget to ask themselves what they were what, what they were doing at that age, age. you understand mm. and so that is they why you will have issues <laughs> and when you have issues of car situation <laughs> in a university you now say students should not bring cars to school that's not the same issue. Hey, that's not it. You understand? Because when you were in university, if they told you not to bring cars to school, what what do you think you are going to do? Hmm. You get my point, hmm. you know. So it's just just this view. We we don't want to actually put the talk where talk is. Let's assume that we're talking about uh, sixteen, seventeen downwards. If seventeen goes to a hotel, the hotel management has the right to ask for the ID card. Is that not what's supposed to be the essence yeah. of having a ID, national ID, ID card? card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even in, in in the UK, in the US, you go to the pub. And you say you want to go and buy a drink they ask you for your id card and it is a normal thing so you don't see it as an insult you have to give proof of age that you are old enough to buy but we don't have that kind of a system here like we don't and then we are just like how, how does that work 
let's put systems in place. And mm. that's why I keep saying it, that these issues are not issues that are to be approached from an emotional or sentimental point of view. These are issues that require high level of intellectual engagement. And we need to educate ourselves to be able to deal with these issues like this. Mm. So I understand what Amateko is saying. Oh, interestingly, I get it because I know that from time immemorial, uh, the policing work and all the rest of them, they, there's no way that they don't involve hotels and all and bars because that is where they get information. I mean, yeah. you need information, you mm-hmm. need intelligence and all mm-hmm. that. But it, if that statement is true, mm. that why would the hotel allow a 21-year-old? Now, somebody needs to, you get my point. Yes. Let's just try to face where the issue is. If a 21-year-old man commits a crime, arrest him for the crime he has committed and deal with him according to the laws he has broken mm. with evidence Good. you understand mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then don't come to generalize you know if we deal with issues like that and then everybody that is involved like for instance if that person committed a crime it should be the parents we know mm-hmm. the parents will go to court and the family will know and everything mm-hmm. uh-huh. then it will spread so and it will be dealt with mm-hmm. so we let's I, I know propaganda is part of, you know, but let's do our propaganda with sense. All right. Now, uh, I agree with what you said, uh, S. Egon, because this is something like uh, the, the thought uh, of a systemic failure and uh, the, talking about the systems that have been put in place to actually check some of all these uh policies and statements that these agencies make uh, it's not really about because talking about the fact that you know asking why a 21 year old should be going into a hotel would be like profiling or profiling a certain uh, age range of people or telling me that i cannot wear shorts or cannot wear a particular okay, uh, well set of no, you thank know, clothes you. Thank because you for coming after me. Not, i'm not coming after you i'm just trying to say that you cannot identify them uh, just like that even though information gathering is a key key uh, part of uh, their job as security agents. Now, speaking of security agents, one super cop is trending as well, and I'll come to uh, you know Padre on this particular one. The last time Abba Kiari trended was for his affiliations with uh, Ramon Abbas, that is Hush Puppy, on uh, that particular scandal right there. Now he has been caught in a fresh video actually collecting money for drug-related, uh, for drugs basically and uh, the ndlea we were talking yesterday or some days ago about the fact that the ndlea is coming down hard has been coming down hard this particular period especially under this leadership of buba marwa and uh, little did we know that abakiari would also be indicted in something like this what do you think padre you know uh jokingly somebody said yesterday that uh, if you like seasonal movie uh, you should subscribe you to Nigeria. Subscribe to the, that. You should keep watching, especially, especially for this particular particular case that uh, has come to the knowledge of the public. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, there are lots about this. It's a shame that we are even having this issue, this kind of conversation, this conversation place. in the first place. Mm-hmm. But please, no doubt. It happens in every country, in every, even the so-called sinner crimes that we talk about. There are bad eggs in administration, in governance, in the security agencies, in law enforcement agencies, everywhere. everywhere, There are bad eggs. But just that the way some of these countries are better than us is that they also have a system in place where they can sieve out some of these bad eggs and they can deal with them accordingly. Mm. And one thing we should also appreciate about some of these uh, countries is the fact that, that we don't have, you know, we don't have that decency unfortunately and that's what i'm saying is a shame is that they take responsibilities for their actions even when they make errors in judgment 
even when they miss something good and it comes out to be something bad. Has, they, has, they, he, has he resigned as a DCP? No, he has not. He's wow, just okay. been suspended. They own up to their responsibilities. And uh, you see them in most cases, they come out to tell you that we apologize for this. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not just happening to countries, even some organizations. Mm-hmm. For instance, sure. the organization I come from, I'm talking about the Catholic organization. In recent past, we have seen many cases that the church would come out to apologize for some of the errors and mistakes that have been committed in the past. And these things, they are just boil down to one thing. Even recently, the retired Pope, Pope Benedict, had to come out to apologize for how he had and do some case or some case or what had happened under his administration in a particular diocese in Germany. Mm. It wasn't the fact that it wasn't the fact that he was the one who committed those crimes or offenses or whatsoever. But for the fact that he was there when some of those things were happening, he felt that he should take responsibility. That is the decency that we do not have. And you could see that talking about seasonal fame now. If you have to give this fame a title, personally for me, I would say it is the battle of indictment. Because everybody is just trying to play a game, uh, a blame game. Or the Super Cup Chronicles. Maybe. maybe. (laughs) Because, you see, when I was going through the stories, I couldn't just imagine. And, you see, it tells you the level of leadership that we have in this country. Mm. People just feel that when you are in a position... You are you are almighty. You are there. Nobody can fault you. You yeah. can't make errors. And when people do these things, and when people take responsibilities, it only boils down to one particular point. And you know what that point is? That we are all humans. No society is perfect. No organization is perfect. Nobody is saying that everything has to be perfect. Even when we talk about the ideal, no organization gets it 100%. But all we are, sometimes all we try to fight for is that at least there should be some basics. You know, you don't know it all, but there should be some basics at your level, at my level. Okay, you are into journalism. I don't expect you to know everything about journalism. But at the same time, there are some basics that are expected of you. As a radio presenter, there are some basics that are expected of you that you should at least have. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, sometimes we do not have those Mm -hmm. basics. Mm -hmm. And why am I saying this? Is the fact that, look at this issue of this so-called super call. For months now, the FBI had come out to open up a lot of secrets regarding this man. And we have been waiting almost endlessly. All we have been hearing is the police uh, service commission is, is doing this, is doing that. Up to last week, there has not been a kind of final resolution or a final decision about this particular man. Then, boom, all of a sudden, something came out yesterday. And then we see the police now reacting or behaving in another way something that you would you should have expected we expected them to have done for a very long time you know the most annoying part is the fact that number one yes there are a lot of things that should, must, might have happened True. even before NDLA came out mm-hmm. that may not be open to the public. True. Maybe administratively, as sister agencies, some mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, some kind of interactions that might have happened mm-hmm. between them. But I also feel that probably these people's hands were forced. Because for them to come out like that publicly, to bring out this issue like that, I mean, Kiari is not the only person in this country, if he's guilty, he's not the only person in this country that will be found in that category. Hmm. There are lots, that there will be lots of other people. Yeah. Over the time, we have been talking about drug abuse and what it's, it's doing to us and drug trafficking and what have you. But the point I'm trying to make is this, mm. you know, talking about taking responsibility, mm. having that decency, is the fact that in this particular situation, the police should not come out and be throwing a blame game and mm. say, okay, after all, your own men were there. 
See, it's it's a, I'm sorry to say it's a stupid thing to do. Hmm. The most annoying part is the fact that the police would uh, were even say that this man commit let it be known that this man committed this act while he was on suspension. Meaning what? What are you mm-hmm. trying to say? What mm-hmm. are what are you trying to put out there? I think it's a shame. And if I were the trying president, trying to dissociate themselves from yeah, if I were the president, honestly, I would be calling the IGP because this man had dragged the name of the police force in the mud for months, and it's like there are some persons trying to protect this man. Maybe this time around, the evidences were so were, were so hard that they are almost undeniable. Hmm. Maybe that is why we are having this kind of action that the yeah. that the police force is taking. Take because him. one thing they should realize is that see. The, the, this country already has a bad name among the committee of nations we have had it enough you, i have seen people i have listened to people's narration i have i have i have read about people who have gone outside there just because they are nigerians nobody's looking at their quality nobody's looking at their virtues sure. nobody's looking what at what they can bring to the table nobody's looking at the benefits they can get from them but just because they are nigerians they have been profiled and they are stigmatized. So we already have that bad name. So this is not the time to be giving credence to those kind of people who have those thoughts against us. Okay. Because whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. this man may be a bad cop, but he's not the only bad cop in the, in the police force. Mm. And it doesn't mean that all men in the police force or women in the police force are bad people. Mm-hmm. There are also good ones among them. So why not let us, for the sake of those good ones, why not let us act accordingly and make sure that and, uh, we was, eat the nail on the head? I was going to bring that to Sarkey, actually. You know, we had this conversation last week uh, or so where we were talking about uh, this whole drug menace and the fact that a lot of uh, uh, drugs had been seized and everything. And um, Skywalker was actually talking about the fact that these drugs coming into the country uh, from wherever they might be coming in from. And uh, I actually mentioned that the, the people with the kind of resources to move these kind of uh, drugs, to move these kind of, you know, banned substances through our borders into the country must be, you know, top people, like big people with the resources to do this kind of things. And now we have this. And in the report, it was said that he has been linked to several drug barons around the world, you know, several drug cartels uh, around the world. Now, one, my question is, just like Padre has said, the police seems to be taking a reactionary, uh, you know, they seem to be reacting uh, more than, you know, actually going ahead to be at the forefront of this. The FBI calling out uh, Abba Kiari. Now, another organization, not the police, uh, the NDLEA calling out Abba Kiari. Yes, there might be some other name, uh, you know, game changers or big names within this particular uh, issue right now. But what do you think uh, should be done, especially as to the police actually taking this reactive stance and to other people like Abba Kiari who might be not just within the police force but within other commissions uh, in Nigeria? I'd like to start from where he stopped. He stopped. You know, we have created a scenario that we love affluence, we love wealth at the detriment of anything. That is the society we know. the detriment of everything. In 60s, in the hmm. 60s, 70s, and 80s, and maybe early 90s, an average civil servant, you can value them. They were <laughs> fathers, they were uncles. If somebody's level 13, you hmm. can easily value them. But these are days. An average civil servant is a PS, maybe it's collecting 500,000, which is like 12, 6 million in a year. And some write 12 million Iraqa. Hmm. Some owns petrol stations. I mean, we saw this man's house. Uh, and some build houses hmm. where 
you expect the lack of dangotes to believe you. And nobody raised, and they are still in service. Hmm. And then nobody raised an eyelid. A young man in NPC or DPR owns fleets of cars and chains of petrol stations. Nobody bats an eyelid. And this is the society we run because once, once we are connected and you are in the you know right click, everything works for you until you either step you know, out of line, or somebody doesn't like your face again. That is the reality in Nigeria. We build a system that you may be very skillful as a footballer. If you are not connected, you won't even get to the third team. I'm telling you. Mm. That's why many people now, it's when they go out of the country, they are recognizing their club. Mm. The, most of them, when you hear the interview, I have tried to go to Enugu Rangers, they didn't even take me. Now, I'm now in Real Madrid, the feeding team, the feeders team, everybody's looking for me. Mm, mm, that, mm. It shows us that along the line, our values mm. are being eroded. I'm mm. trying to say that I'm not, I don't want to personalize the person of Abakari, mm. but that is the average life of the civil servant as we are speaking. Mm. People will lobby and change to where it's happening. In all those states here, you are in Ministry of Education, nothing is happening. You lobby and lobby because there's a particular ministry or department that something is happening. And people pay. Oh, some people even pay to get to, to work in ministry. Some pay as much as their one year salary. Hmm. So when such people get there, what are you expecting for them? Hmm. To do the right thing? He paid to get there. He's going to make back his money. Hmm. That's the society we are built. And sorry, before I, yes, if they put you in a position in Nigeria, let me tell you the truth. There are some positions you can never get to. Hmm. They put you there as an avenue, as a channel. Yes. Because they want to use. Can. Yes. I've said it here. In the police department, we have a bank. There, in case you don't know, it's not registered. <laughs> in the custom, we have bank. In case you don't know, in immigration, there's a banking system there. In the airport, there's a we know. And is these banks that these people, you can't, you can't be, you, you know, now there are some, there are some stations, mm. you can't be a DPO mm. and just be a DPO there and last long day. There's expectation yes, from your yes, bosses. Those are the reality in Nigeria. An average DPO, an average immigration officer of a state or zone down, it's, it's like a bank manager. You deliver to the people <laughs> that put you there. That we know these secrets, we pretend. Mm -hmm. So those are the realities, those are the systems we have built. Mm. But the unfortunate thing is that that system we have built, yes, every country has their own. We have used it to mortgage the life of the few good ones who even want to escape this place abroad. Even mortgaging the lives of our generation. generation born because people get there even with their intelligence, they are, you know, they are, they are, being, they are being stereotyped. Because having a green passport, not in UK, in Benin Republic, hmm. you are suspect. Hmm. If five people around the place where and they say one is in nigeria they will deal with you more than the other people hmm. those are the realities okay. when you travel and we thought this government will do better with this anti-corruption what <laughs> <laughs> okay now let's uh, let's come to se gone on this one you've really uh, kept your peace on this one for a while now but i want to know uh what exactly is going through your mind on this particular issue speaking of abakiari you saw the video yesterday it was him himself in that car uh you know talking with that person saw him step out of the car and uh, and, and and whatnot uh some might call it the fact that might say you know greed caught up with him or something maybe he didn't trust someone enough to get the monies for him or whatever happened what's your thought on this particular issue well thank you very much for asking for my thoughts because i'm going to share my thoughts 
and I'm particularly excited because this is going to be is recorded, so it's on podcast. Mm. Anyone can refer to it. That uh, at one point in time, a certain young man called Esigon said this mm. about the situation. So I'm just going to tell Nigerians that see Nigerians be aware. It's one of three things. It's either something has happened, or something is happening, or something is about to happen that requires a huge distraction mm. you know that you know so that people's attention will shift from any yeah, of those yeah. Uh, yeah, any of those three things either something happened or something is happening or something is about, about to happen because mm. anyone that looks at this scenario intelligently will know that it is going through the same mo you get my point. It, well, that's the same way they do it. They Initial have not, gra gra. Yeah, they have not make, done anything different <laughs> from how they used to act. And already they are whipping up sentiments. People are commenting. See, they are, they are, you, have, you, have, you have been distracted already. They have gotten you. you. Yeah, they've gotten you where they want you. Now, why am I saying this? The leaked video. Who leaked it? That's one. Some of these issues are supposed to be issues that may be the court case is ongoing. This person has not been charged to court. And we are doing, <laughs> Do you understand? We are doing social, social. This person has not been charged to court. I we don't know what that is going to happen. And everybody is as if... Do you think this should have been a confidential video? It should be. Listen, I will hmm. tell you something. The the link with Hush Puppy and hmm. Abakari hmm. came out from court I, statements. After you understand court statements now don't think that those links had not been established before Hoshopi was arrested that's how to do investigation you get my point that had been the the people that did that arrest had already done their homework which is how they work (laughs) because uh, people now will feel that this video yeah we have done it all of us watched Senator Abo's video Hmm. (laughs) Senator Abo's case went to court nothing came out of it Still in we watched um CCT chair's video. Hmm. That's one. Not even a panel was we'll raised. So. Not to talk of going court. to court. And no one is talking about and you are that forgetting one, one thing. No. We watched Gandola. We, we watched Gandola's video. <laughs> you understand? We watched Gandola's video and everything went. He's still a this, governor. You see, and in this issue, I don't even want to talk about FBI, BDA, over there. In this particular issue, we're talking about drugs here. This is drugs. So that's why I said it's either something happened or something is happening or something is about to happen that they need this distraction. Because from where I from where I sit and I'm reading this, they just need a four guy. Who is going to go for us? Ah, let's Send go me. for us. Bam. And then all attention. Because if we really seriously want to pull this thread, it like if we seriously want to pull the thread. Why now? No, no. Like if we are, let's not not even the timing is what makes it. But if we really want to pull this thread, are we are we ready to pull it to the so extent that it to be pulled to go? from which from where the pulled? Line. And how <laughs> you see how we know that we are not ready to pull it is the manner what is happening already. You see, NDLA came then somebody that is in that is suspended. His oh. suspension is public knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a secret knowledge, mm. public knowledge, mm. but then he's still you understand mm. he, he's still having 
He's still saying my boys. He's still having conversations with or NDLA is still is still coming from their own story. If you even if you look at NDLA NDLA's story, they are still saying that he, he called them and said this and all the other and they know that he's suspended. Hmm. You get my point? Yeah. So should they be having Those uh, okay, so what level of relationship as in why did they answer his call? Oh, on what level? On what is level, he as basis? you understand mm-hmm. as a a, 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 as a DCP or that they not decide to or he already has a relationship with that person. Now these people are coming with their own version of the story, so they are just throwing rural and people are, are lapping it up. See, better look out for what is happening or what's about to happen or what is going to happen. Because I'm I, I say it and I have said it, this is a distraction. And if anybody thinks that anything congent is going to come out of it, mm. you will be shocked because by the time you get to they, maybe they get to court now is when we will know whether they actually have hard evidence. Mm. Because this video, I mean, this if, if you think that this video evidence, uh, Father Leo was talking about the young boy that uh, the, everybody saw. Is that is not what what happened? Is because in this matter the woman doesn't have defense mm. and mm. politicians are involved mm. if the woman it's a big woman if the woman has Connected. defense and has people mm. you understand this mm. matter they will the courts they, they, they are not able to provide ample evidence they will strike it out because the court is where this thing matters it's not a you can see anything look at what is happening in victor romini's case now mm-hmm. you can see anything you can have any thoughts you can have any but when it comes to the brass tacks the courts are going to uh, decide it and it has to be based on hard evidence not wishful thinking mm-hmm. and not videos either doctored or not doctored mm-hmm. or whatever it is okay. you understand so okay. for me this is a movie hmm. and i'm enjoying it okay now let's Personally. just stay with you we'll just go to the next training issue quickly this will round things up uh for the morning for for training issues father will give his last thoughts on it but quickly real fast as to uh been talking about ASU for a while now. Now the NANS, that is uh, the Nigerian Association, uh, the Association of Nigerian Students, has actually come out to say uh, that they are condemning the one month one in strike that uh, ASU has embarked upon, and saying that they will embark on their own strike as well. Actually blaming ASU on the federal government for not being able to settle their differences amicably. Uh, but personally, I, I think I understand where the students are coming from. I don't think this is a fair uh, shot at ASU. What do you think, Esigon? Well, the all of a sudden. At least this is a new Nance president, and he has to show that he is there. <laughs> and he has shown that he is there. We have noticed him. Good. That's good. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Good. Good. That's it. All right, uh, Sake. What are your thoughts on well, uh, the, the comments by I, Nance? I, I said some weeks back that the education budget for Nigeria has dropped drastically mm. in the last few years. I was about checking my. I think we have about 7.12 percent in 2019, 10.79 in 2015. I think this year is about five percent. Six percent. Six percent. Thank you, sir. Six percent. So we are dropping. <laughs> so whatever us is shouting about, we gave them the legal ground to do that. Let's be honest with us. Mm. If Nance is shouting, they have the right to shout too, because they are going to be the one that's going to be out of school. Mm. Whether government refuses to pay us a salary for the next few months, they are going to strike. They're still going to pay because all of us will not turn to be lecturers overnight. Mm-hmm. So they will still collect their pay. It's just a suspended payment. Mm. They will collect. The nuns that are shouting, they too, they are shouting because of their, for their own life, for their own academics because 
their graduation days will be delayed, mm. will be postponed. Mm. So we all have a role to play. But this is it. For me, I think the federal government have been grossly inefficient. Mm. That is for me. Mm. We are not making priorities of education and health okay. and other things. Mm. We are making priorities of we are just being bamboozled every day. Mm. Where the money goes, we know. Mm. We are not making the money to go to the right, place. the right place. And that's why we're having this problem. Now, Padre, the federal government has actually come out to say that ASU is being insincere. Well, um, we don't uh, not have time because personally for me, I think when it comes to ASU at the federal government and the NAND, there are lots of issues we should be looking at. Mm. And for me, so far so good, we have not been looking at this issue holistically mm. enough. Mm. But based on what the uh, NADs are saying, this is the message I have for them. Mm. I'm hoping that maybe it could be tomorrow, it could be any time that ASU and NAND issue and federal government issue will come up today and probably I'll have the time to be able to kind of take our attention, the attention of the public to some other places that most of the times we ignore. But the, the my message to the NAN is this. I think for now, I'm not saying they should not shout, but I think the most important thing for them to do now is to work on their pedigree. Hmm. Hmm. They should work on their pedigree. Okay. How seriously can anybody within the academia take NAN? Hmm. How seriously? Hmm. So, for me, it's just about pedigree, and as far as I'm concerned, they do not have it yet. Okay. So whatever cry they are making on the social media or whatsoever, whatever meeting they are having, for me, it's just it's just a gong, a all gong right. that's not passing across any message at all. All right. Thank you very much, and that's all we can take on trending issues for today. We'll make a return tomorrow. Of course, uh, news on the globe is up next. <laughs>